Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into another episode of One to Review, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Luck the Strippers DJ, and I'm happy to announce that all three of us are back in the same room. We've got Gramden on the east side. Gramden, what up? And Alexi on the west side. Yo, y'all, the west side. Folks, we here at One to Review rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give it a two if we liked it. We give it a one if we didn't like it. We add up those points until we get to 20, and then we call it a day. All right, kick the intro. Cosman? Are you playing with your Cosman? Band in a hand. Oh, band in a hand. Yikes, I thought you were playing with your Cosman again. I was like, uh... No, I learned, not... I learned to quit playing with it after my hands were like blue for a week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know, and uh, the whole neighborhood got kind of sick. I know. Don't play with your Cosman, folks. Just leave it in the toilet bowl where it belongs. All right, ladies and gentlemen... We saw a movie this week called Klazam. It is a 1999 film starring Larry Bird. It was directed by Justin McDonald. It is also starring Sean Clinton, Gail Deering, and Arthur Goodrich. Uh, This is a film uh, where Larry Bird plays a washed-up genie with no more wishes to give. Again, this is a 1995... Or 1999 film, sorry, coming off the heels of 1996's... uh, uh, Kazam, which was a Shaq film, which was very similar in nature. I would say, if anything, this is the uh, poor man's kind of version of that. This is a B version, a kind of ripoff for me of Shaq's film Kazam. Uh, what did you guys think of Larry Bird's Kazam? I mean, this was the big mid 90s all star. NBA. Okay, look, I'll be honest with the users. I don't know a lot about basketball, but I remember basketball in the 90s. I remember everybody had some kind of sponsorship deal, some kind of cereal. Um, what was shoe. your favorite? My favorite was the Jordan. Jordan. I Air liked Jordans. Godzilla versus Barkley. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was crazy. I don't remember what product that I was. I had a hat. But, uh, uh, probably a t shirt, too. It was a thing. Me- we had Bono's. We had Grant Hill drink Sprite. We had the mannequin, uh, uh, little guy from the No Diggity video. Oh, Scotty Pippen. There you go. So there was so many. Poor Larry Bird was a little late to the game in this movie, Kazam. Um, which I mean, Alex says the poor man's Kazam. And if you saw Kazam, Kazam was like the poor man's Aladdin. So. You're already starting with a B movie, and you're trying to make a B version of a B movie. You get yourself a C version. You get yourself a Klazam, is what you get. Yeah. Man, this movie is really depressing to me, to watch him just go through these motions. It was like watching... Okay, so right now, uh, The Price is Right is hosted by... I forget who, but it's it's trickled down the, the line. Or, sorry, Family Feud. Drew Carey. Uh, yeah, it keeps, it keeps trickling down. Like, it's just you're seeing people doing these impressions of these impressions of these impressions. That's what this felt like. This felt like Larry Bird was doing an impression of Shaq, who was doing an impression, like you said, of uh, uh, Rob Williams's Aladdin Genie. And so... Oh, yeah, it was a bummer. So it was a bummer un- to watch. Unimaginative, the writing, too. The big opening scene where it's uh, Little Thomas, little like a knockoff kind of JTT 
like a played by Sean Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Sean Clinton, this sort of no name kid actor. I think he was in a couple episodes of Out of This World. He's running away from the basketball courts. He just got humiliated and depanced in a game of basketball. He trips in some trash and he bumps into the genie lamp. Out comes Larry Bird, you know, dressed in this beautiful genie costume. And what is he's looking good, by the way. Yeah, Just side note, physically looks good. Looks good. I like the addition of the shiny gem grill that they give him. That mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Kind of gave him that creepy sort of um, genie vibe. Yeah, ninety nine was about the pop height of popularity of the Cash Money record scene. So, yeah. Um, so he had this really cool costume, and then what does he tell the kid? kid i'm washed up i got no wishes and you think that's going to develop throughout the movie you think the genie's going to get his magic back but it never really happens and well here's and, the saddest and, thing about this movie for me larry bird's a great actor a much better actor than Shaq. and i feel if larry yeah. bird had the opportunity to be in Kazam. kazam it probably would have done much better because his portrayal of this character is not just two-dimensional. I felt it was almost four-dimensional because he, at that point, was kind of a washed-up. Yeah, I think there's a lot of honesty in his portrayal of the character. And so, again... Exactly. Yeah, sad and depressing to watch, but maybe not as... Maybe if this is not a comedy, if you watch this as a drama, maybe it's actually incredible. As a comedy, it's it's very awkward. Uh, you guys ready to rate uh, Klazim, man? Klazam? Absolutely. All right. Uh, I- I'm going to give this, like I said, I- and just discovering now, I'm going to give it two points because you're absolutely right. Like, the acting is amazing. I think that is something to look for in this film. Don't watch it for a comedy. Watch it because it's definitely uh, sad and depressing and in a very honest way. Uh, two points. Um, Klazam, this movie, they marketed the hell out of it. I remember they had candy. They had a Klazam. Uh, candy bar. Tur- t- yeah, candy bar, Turbo Graphics game. I don't know if you guys remember that video game system, sort of a washed up third party video game system. Um, and none of it really hit, and none of it really made it to the. S- to uh, none, none of it really made the numbers that this movie was trying to go for. So, um, but like you said, Larry Bird's performance really carries this into another realm, and for for that reason, it gets two points from me. Yeah, this is a hard film to rate for me. Uh, it's not really a great film. It doesn't go anywhere, but it is absolutely worth watching for Larry Bird. Don't go in expecting Space Jam. Go in expecting Birdman. Two points for me. Alrighty, that is six points for 1999. Justin McDonald directed Klazam, starring Larry Bird. So each week on one, two, review, we add up our points until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. And the way we keep scores different each week, this week is no different in that it is different. This week we are offering you tax tips, folks. Ways to get those numbers in on time effectively and correctly before April 15th. So, all right, cool. So my first two tips are write it off, cut it out, and send it in. 
Uh, I don't like to save those receipts until the end of the year. I instantly like to write those things off. I will cut them out of the sheet paper, send them to the government, so I don't have to care about what the government does. And uh, my second tip is going to be avoid taxes on an RMD with a charitable donation. You'll definitely get dinged on that. So those are my two tips. For me, my two tips, some hot tips just to lubricate this season. I know sometimes everybody gets jammed up, their wheels are spinning, numbers are tough. But group discounts apply in some states, so you could, you know, work with somebody else. Do your taxes together and get a discount, steep discount in some states. Also, the thing about taxes is you got to make money to pay money, so have a job. Taxes cost money. You got to have a job to pay those taxes. So get yourself a nice, steady, secure, just kind of even part time, but something. Great, Brandon. Those are. Those are solid tips. Um, for me, one of my rules of thumb is if they want it, they can come and get it. And uh, sort of sidecar onto that, my second tip is, hey, you get what you get. So if when I send in my taxes and maybe it doesn't look right, you're getting what you're getting. All right, IRS? And if you want it, come and get it. See, the two rules kind of work together. One Two Review does not fully endorse the views of all of its hosts. I do my taxes. Okay. <laughs> you guys are making me look bad. You're making yourself look bad. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's kick it to a sponsor. What's that? Oh, that, yeah, that's a sponsor. Okay, here it comes. Prancer's Chafee Balm. Prancer's Chafee Balm is indeed a balm fit for a princess. Soft and gentle on scratches, scrapes, and irritated chafes. This smooth, non-oily cream coats your raw parts and helps them heal as it soothes. Put it all over your body. Nice and slow. Just gently rub it around and around. Gently, please. Okay, now be still and enjoy its natural scent and cool, soothing action. No words necessary. Just enjoy it. Shh. Use promo code REVIEW and feel even better with every order. Thanks for listening. We have another movie for you. You know, before we get started with this movie, I just want to say how... Glad I am. We are all doing this together. It's been a couple weeks. Alex, did you have a good trip? I sure did. It was great. Luke, did you have a good time staying at home without Alex? Sure, yeah, it was great. Cool. I had a good time, too. So, actually, it wasn't that bad. One thing I made we... a lot of money last week. You did? Yeah. I put a lot of great stuff on eBay, sort of cleaned house. Nice work, man. Yeah. Yeah. And these... Those remodel, how's that remodeling we had planned? Oh, I just patched over that. Okay, good. It was, it was a big, ugly hole, and then I kind of forgot what I was doing, and I just patched back over it. So now it's just kind of a lumpy hole. Do you remember that? Um, I dig it. Apartment that that guy that we knew had next to us, Alex, <laughs> and the, and the hole yeah, in yeah. the roof that he <laughs> he made a skylight. he made his own skylight. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that apartment was a nightmare. Wow. Okay. Well, enough with the chit-chat. Let's talk about this movie, because it was a movie that I enjoyed. It's a 2014 film called Vlad Band. This is a thriller comedy about a band that is actually kind of bad. They are kind of just a local pub band. They end up becoming very popular, but not for the reasons you think. Uh, There's a couple twists. I will say the main thing is they are all Victorian and Rice-style vampires. Um, Yeah, it was funnier than it was scary, but what did you guys think of this movie? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It felt like a kind of Simon Pegg film to me. Uh, Yeah, really uh, nice blend of thrillerness and action and kind of horror towards the beginning and the end there. And then a nice chunk of comedy in the middle there. And uh, yeah, some pub life, vampires in a bar. Good stuff. Well, I actually personally know some of the actors here. Beverly D. Moore, Susan E. Travers are close personal friends. And... It's tough for me to do a review in kind of a meta way, like how it's tough for the locals to really be honest with the members of the band. It's t- it's tough for me to do an honest review of this movie. You know, do you, sometimes you just get a little too close to the project. Hmm. Sometimes you don't you don't really want to say what you really think about someone's art. And and for me, like this made me question all the music I've made, everything that I've put out. Is it good? I, I, I don't really know because just the people the people around you that will tell you, are, you don't know if they're exactly telling the truth or not. Right. Because the band becomes popular basically because no one is afraid to tell them. Everybody is afraid to tell them that they are bad. They just keep going like, that was so good. And then they go home and they say to each other, that was not good. What are we, we going to do? But eventually the word does get out and the, van, and the band realizes um that maybe the townspeople don't really think the way they speak about the band um that one night the the band members decide that maybe like they they've earned a little too much money in their tip jar they've got like 12 grand and so they all transform into into bats and hide in different houses around the town to really get the the true picture of what's going on with their with their music. Right. And what they overhear is, of course, the people struggle about, you know, how do we tell them they're a bad band? But also the struggle about how the music is so good. Yeah, I... I well, no. Whatever we're going to say here in this review, I think it's important just to say that you have to sympathize with the townsfolk if there was ever a situation where vampires created a piece of art and they asked you to review it, you should always say and be honest that it's good. Like, so if this ever happened, I think you go easy on the people that are reviewing it and understand that, of course, they're going to say it's good. Of course, those town folk are going to say that the band is good. And I think this was a great movie. Yeah, it, it really was a great movie. And I think the twist, spoiler alert, the twist at the end was a lot of fun. Because we all learned that you got to be honest with vampires. That's the most important thing. Because, of course, the band finds out that everyone's been lying, everyone's been 
tapping their feet and slapping their hip along to this music that honestly they had hadn't even tuned their instruments in 2000 years so how could it sound good even with a good even with a good chord structure even with a good beat you can't make good music if you, your instrument's not even tuned so the band gets totally pissed off and they turn the whole town into vampires and bite everyone's neck and it's a bloodbath a massacre a genuine massacre so you believe that if the town folk had actually just kept lying and saying that the band was good, they might not have died? My belief is, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if the townspeople truly started believing that it was they were good, regardless if they were good okay. or not, then the honesty uh-huh. would have been real and they probably would have been spared. Okay. Right. If you tell yourself then I definitely like this movie. Yeah, go ahead. I really like oh, this. Oh, it one. was a great movie. I loved it. I like Cool. Yeah, it was uh, really good. All right, let's review this thing. Yeah? Yeah. All right, I'm two points. I think the acting is really good and Beverly Moore, Susan Travers, uh, both, you know, again people we know, also they uh, wrote the film. I think the writing is excellent. I just think it's a great film. Everyone check it out. I think if you're going to see a movie, you might as well see this one. Um, it's it's like Alex said, it's just a it's a watcher. So two points for me. Absolutely. Such a good, good movie. Honestly, uh, shout outs to Beverly D. Moore. Susan Travers have long time been in the business since, since like the 1920s. So big shout outs to them. This is a big comeback and honestly, a good movie. Cool. Awesome. Six points for Vlad Band, 2014 film. Check it out. It's good stuff. Six points. And with that, we're going to give you six more tax tips. Uh, I'm going to say ask for an extension. It's always important to get that extra time. I'm a lazy guy, so I like to do my work last minute. I like to pump out work, and then I get that extension, and I finish that work in there in that little bit of time. And uh, my second tip is if you don't have that kind of gusto, then hire a tax person. There's all kinds of different kinds of tax people, expensive ones, cheap ones, people that are dressed up on the street as, as Statues of Liberty and stuff outside of tax places. Various levels of tax persons and people you can hire. Uh, find one that you can afford. Great. Um, for me, it always helps to add a personal touch to your tax forms. I always attach a picture of my sweet family and my pets to all the tax forms so they know that they're dealing with real people with real lives and uh, I'm not just another citizen that should be um, taxed and stolen from basically and then in um, your deduction part of the form use diminutive words sort of downplay what you own when you're using it as a deduction Um, for me that little plainy poo it um, it makes it sound like oh, it's just a little, but it's just a little plenty wainy, you know, or that rickety old ski chalet, you know. Nobody, nobody goes in that old thing, um, and then that way you can um, put a, an honest number and sort of direct the attention of the IRS, IRS away from your um, from your properties. Great tip. It works. Yeah. As the time rapidly approaches where we all need to make some papers magically appear on our desks that are completed, I'm going to say, similar to this movie, if you believe in something 
regardless if it's real or not, if you believe hard enough, it might just happen. So that's number one. Just, you know, believe really hard that you'll get it done and it'll happen. Along with that, you're going to need my second tip. Keep this in your back pocket. Have a positive attitude all the time because the two go hand in hand. Yeah, that's going to be reflected on your on your tax forms. If you're real cranky, the the IRS person that's going to be looking at your tax form is going to be cranky too. And guess what? They don't like that. They like a nice smooth day. So make their day nice and easy with with some uh, positive feedback or a, a positive uh, vibe. Vibes are important. All right, guys. Time to kick another sponsor. Michael Grimlaw's back with a novel so close to thrilling it can only be called Tense. The story of a woman who's almost entirely alone in a place not quite comfortable. In a novel with interesting moments and a finale so finely crafted that even though it's mostly expected, it's still surprising. He did it again. He got me. Patricia Gilbert. New York Times. I didn't get scared, but I was convinced that I was going to. Conrad Shies, Chicago Tribune. Order now and receive the small mini-novel, Ideas, by Grimlaw's second cousin, Patrice. Guys, we saw a groundbreaking film called... And Gals. Oh, but I was talking to you boys right now. I prefer oh, to be yeah, called yeah. men. Uh, you can call me men. But I'll talk to everyone in the audience, too. All right. Hey, everyone in the world listening, we saw a groundbreaking film called Escape Room, the movie. This thing just came out, and it's amazing. It's a co-op movie experience where you and the audience get to kind of choose your own adventure. You come to a consensus, and then the character will kind of make that decision. It is starring Sam Rockwell, Emma Stone, Tanya Kuntz, Robert Jackson, James Thomas, and Angela Fenwick. It is an an amazing experience. I had a great time doing this. Well, uh, let me put a caveat on that. I could have a great time doing this film. I don't know if the way I saw it was the best way, but I will put that on hold for a second and turn it to you guys. Do you have any thoughts on Escape Room, the movie? Sure. We've Have we done an Escape Room together, Alex? No, I don't right. think we well, have. Well, I've done one. You've done I've one separately, done one independently. You. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. done one. And Luke, have you done an Escape Room? Yeah. Yeah, so the thing about an Escape Room is it requires you to work together. And... Does that work with a large audience? I'm not sure, but that's how they intended for this to be released in theaters with um, the shoutbox te- shout technology. With it's a little AI box that sits in front of all the seats that'll register one word at a time. So you have to get consensus among the audience about what action to take. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little bit difficult. Does yeah, that make it an enjoyable experience? Maybe different type of an experience it's a true cooperative movie mm-hmm. seeing experience mm-hmm. i mean this was mm, i guess this in a, in a weird way this is a real test of democracy because at the at the end of, near the end of the movie the audience was about one-tenth of what it was when we started you had the real people that were in it for the long run wanted, yeah 
Um, about halfway through, people just gave up and left. Uh, you had people that weren't fully invested that were sort of uh, wishy-washy. And then when it was their turn to vote on certain events, they would vote the wrong way. Even though they thought they were voting the wrong, the right way, they weren't paying attention. And then we had to restart the whole scene all over again. So Not to mention the trolls or the moles. Yeah, just people messing with the system just to mess with it. Yeah, um, the the moles. There was a, a big mole troll in our audience, and he got a bunch of concessions poured on him. He got a hot dog thrown at him, and we kind of that was riff- we kind yeah. of forced him out of the the fire exit. He got what he had. Yeah, coming. okay. So basically, a little bit more for the like for for people that have not seen this film or experienced this film more. We you you kind of yeah as a, as an audience kind of uh, pilot Sam Rockwell's character around the film. It's mostly filmed from first person perspective of Sam Rockwell's character, and you're kind of guiding this one guy through this uh, escape room, trying to get him out. And yeah, so we all have to come up with that consensus. So which was which was tough with a big audience. If you watch this with like a, a group of your friends, I think this would be a pleasurable experience. Because you guys could all be like, cool, let's check under the welcome mat. You guys could decide that between the few of you and then and then make that choice. But a lot of people have different ideas on how to escape a room, for sure, when you get a full audience. At the end of the day, I didn't even really get why he was stuck in the room. I didn't even understand um, the did you, did you importance guys make it out? of the situation. No, we didn't. We didn't. I went back uh, because, yeah, ours got fr- – uh, yeah, it was awful. I went back because ours, Luke, how long did that first one take? Four hours yeah, about? Yeah, about three and a half hours. And then they had to, they had to clear the, the theater to start the next showing. So uh-huh. I went back to a midnight showing, and it was almost empty, and we got out of there in an hour and a half. Uh, it was much more pleasurable. There was like six of us in the audience, and so we got it done. So it's much more fun to do this with a small group, yeah, I think. I, uh, but that said, the group consensus was fascinating, and, and the way we turned on that troll mall was really cool, I thought. That was a neat social experience that you would never get at a movie. You know what was neat about it was it provided a lot of relief to actually take out that anger on an mm-hmm. individual. You you know Definitely. what was uh, another big part of this movie experience was the refund process. Once you get back in line and everyone's is like trying to get their money back from the movie, that turns into its own sort of escape room. Being stuck mm-hmm. in that Definitely. line, yeah, getting out of this movie was as difficult as getting out of the escape room in it. Yeah, and I didn't tell you guys. I mean this this movie ended up costing me a lot of money. <clears throat> because eventually I started just paying people for votes, paying people in the uh, refund line so I could actually leave the theater. And I didn't tell you guys, when I went to my own escape room, I went by myself one day, and I didn't bring anybody. I didn't bring my phone because I wanted to be authentic, and I ended up mm-hmm. paying the escape room people $200 for clues and just to get out of there. Oy. I yeah, mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Of, it's worth it, man. That picture of you on Instagram holding up that, you know, we did it. It's good. We did it. It's good. Well, and I, you know what? I and did it. I'm, it's all tax deductible, right? For me. And technically, you did do it. I got out of the room, and maybe I did it in the most American way. I paid my way out. Right. Classic America. Well, can we get ourselves out of this review by rating it with some numbers? 
Uh, definitely. I don't know. Are we all in consensus? I think I agree that we can finally rate this movie. Let's rate this Let's thing. Let's rate it. All right. That is, uh, for me, going to be two points. I love escape rooms. And this is, again, a cool party movie. And I want to support it so that more escape room movies are filmed. Emma Stone is apparently a huge escape room fan. And she's the one that kind of pushed this thing going. And she wants to open up a production company to create more of these films. I support the hell out of that. Two points for me. And uh, yes, that is it. Two points. Well, for me. obviously, this point, this, uh, I'm sorry. Well, obviously, this movie gets one point from me. Um, it's a little shaky in its conception. And I think they could have tightened it up and sort of directed the audience's attention in a, in a much more concise way so that people weren't stuck in theaters for three and a half hours without even completing the movie. Uh, I think it was a good attempt, but. Mm, I think they could have really done a much tighter version of this. So one point. For me, two points. I like Alex Love in Escape Room. I love using my brain and solving puzzles. Emma Stone is a very talented, as you said, escape room participant. But not only that, she is also a great puzzle designer. Just last month, actually, she opened up a small exclusive puzzle escape room here and it was very challenging i did not escape that i did however escape the room the movie and i found it enjoyable like you said it was almost like 12 angry men or something the audience trying to find consistence uh cons you know consent consent finding consent among 12 people or more like a whole movie theater can be overwhelming but uh overall two points what a cool idea yeah All right, five points for Escape Room, the movie. I'm going to give you two tips about your taxes right now, and that is prepay your state income taxes. Uh, Get that done. Get that out of the way before you move on to your feddies. Always get those uh, stadies first. And the second one is uh, harvest your capital losses, y'all. Those are my two tips. Yeah, you repo these so. So harvest deep and your summer will be profitable. Here's the thing. Number one, if you do get help, ask for sample work. You're going to want to see detailed examples of previous taxes done by that gentleman or woman and make sure that they are, you know, reputable and the numbers add up because this is important. This is your life. Also, with that being said, don't bring up or talk about cryptocurrencies. They're very volatile and you never know what kind of trouble you're going to get into. That's right. Um, Yeah, guys, I don't know. Uh, you want to do a crypto minute? It's been a minute. It's been a minute yep. since we've done a crypto minute. Luke, let's take a moment. Tell us about the cryptocurrency scene. You have one minute. Go. Um, well, I'll tell you what's going on right now, guys. At the be- at the at the beginning of February, there was a lot of fear that entered the crypto market. A lot of people were saying that crypto was dying dead. Right now is a great time to start creating your own coin. Um. I actually have some online tools, lukescryptokit.com. You can create your own cryptocurrency. Just in case all the other ones fail, you have your own sort of personalized currency um, to trade for the uh, for the end of the world or, or, or whatever. You've got your own secured crypto with uh, Luke's Crypto Kit. Great. All right. That is one minute. Luke, take it away with your two tips. Um, well, it's one tip. The escape room got one point from me. 
Um, basically, guys, if you're in renewable energy securities and you're using a form 1093B and section F, make sure that you're marking that second box that is wind and solar annuity renewable energies because if you don't you're going to get a 1.4 addition on your taxes and that's going to cause a lot of problems on your 1230f forms so um just keep in mind keep that in mind when you're when you're filling out that form and i think uh, you should be good to go yeah good tip that one stings that stings all right Y'all, let's kick it to a sponsor. Don't make your own pizza. Make someone else's. At MSEBP, when you place an order for a hot and fresh personal plan pizza, you'll instantly receive another customer's order, and then it's time to get to work. Making a pizza as easy as pie. You simply follow the order form, and you'll be spinning dough and tackling a 4,000 degree oven. It's like a bro. Don't sit around and wait for pizza. Make it a pizza instead. With someone else's pizza bar, use promo code review to make it a cannoli all right wow thank you brandon right. that wasn't me oh it sounds like me but it wasn't me <laughs> oh well that was a great ad and i can't wait to try out mscpb once it hits la i know that it's blowing up out there on the east coast um, this next movie that we saw is called Fingers. Uh, it's a horror movie starring Ralph J. Bay, and it's about a woman in a coma who keeps waking up and seeing fingers. Or is he a ghost? Or is he something more sinister? We find out in this movie, and uh, we find out in this review. Do you guys have any first impressions on Fingers? Uh, yeah, Ralph Bay directed this film. He's a he's a director. It's in a lot of horror movies. I like most of his work generally. Uh, Kate Winslet is the star of this film. She does uh, great work. Haven't seen her in a bit. Um, I don't know. I like horror movies, but this one it's I don't know. It's a, a little, little dark. dark. Yeah. It's hard to see. Honestly, the film is like literally dark. Most of the scenes take place in the dark, and they're literally barely lit. Um, I don't know. That's, that's unfortunately my first kind of impulse about this film. Yeah, um, it is definitely dark. And I think that plays, you know, hand in hand with the idea of the coma and not being able to see anything in the coma. You're only hearing things. You're seeing very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're hearing a lot. So your imagination becomes your worst enemy. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, this movie... I think maybe they did this because it was a lot cheaper to shoot this film without actually illuminating anything. You know, if you leave a lot up to the viewer's imagination, you're going to get a lot of people saying that they that that it's an intelligent movie, that it's uh, well-crafted, that it's well-made. A lot of people filling in the blanks for the the creators of the movie so that they don't sound stupid when they're talking about this movie. But at the end of the day, I think it was just really cheap to make a dark movie. Yeah. Either way, uh, if Fingers is the name of he's a, a, a an old uh, prisoner of the prison that she got in the coma. It's the whole thing. I don't know. The plot doesn't matter. Uh, she, she wakes up. 
it's just so dark. I just couldn't see anything. It's a, it's a ghost, but then what's the twist? It ends up not being a ghost. It's actually a, a guy to who lives yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I will say a, it does star Kate Winslet. You could have told me it could be anybody though. It could have been anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if you listen, if you watch this movie with headphones on, you can sort of get that it's Kate Winslet with the voice. There's no other cast uh, listed anywhere either. I know, I think there's other actors in this. There's other voices for sure that I, I don't think are Kate Winslet. I got a feeling, I got but a I feeling that they just kind of made this movie in a couple days in a dark room. Maybe it's um, a big I'd, tax write-off. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a big tax write-off. I will say there were a couple jump scares in there. I really got freaked out by some fingers. Sure. Yeah, those fingers are creepy. They're gross. So, again, who? I don't know who was those fingers, though. I don't think those were Kate Winslet's fingers. I don't think she played, like, unless she played everyone. Well, in everyone, everyone, would have been kind of everyone interesting. It would have implied that she is in a coma and everything's taking place in her head, maybe. Oh. See, right. see, that's what I'm saying, though. The way that people try to work out this movie is going to make the movie look good right. when really it was just okay. lazy and bad filmmaking. No, I, I think, can see this. Yeah, it's I can see it now. She's in a coma. She plays all the voices. The fingers are her own, you know, oh. synapse, synapses coming together trying to wake up. Okay. Maybe no. I was quick to judge. I don't know. But I, everything on the the internet forum says that the fingers belong to a um, camera operator who had a he had an accident, or his fingers got crushed, so he had some gnarled hands. Oh, that's why they're all gnarled. Yeah. Ew, those are gross. Those are real fingers. That is gross. Man, the world is full of fingers. Everybody fingers. has. A I don't few, know. To... Um, no. Most people. I mean that's a little insensitive, Brandon. There's, there's, everybody poops, but not everybody has fingers. True. Is there a country where everybody has fingers? Hard to say. I would, I would say like globally, that is what unites the world. We is can that- call an expert. I know an expert on fingers. Hmm. Is your cousin? Oh yeah, 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 my. Cousin Finger. Should I okay, hit him up? Well, he's not really an expert. Right, we're, we're clearly he's straight really away. not an expert let's, on fingers. Yeah, I think Alex is right. We need to focus let's, up. Let's let's focus drop some up on Well, this I was movie. just about to say, clearly, Ralph Bay's movie Fingers is, is about that's about how much that movie is worth. Is about the conversation. You guys, we strayed away so easily. So I think it's time to just drop some points on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for me. It's clearly it's one point. This I love these kind of movies, but this is, uh, yeah, either lazy or or try too hard or something. Just give me give me a horror movie, and let me see Kate Winslet's face. One point. Um, do you guys want to watch a clip? No, <laughs> I've already seen it. But we should. Let's drop one. If we got a clip ready, let's drop one. I just want to play a quick clip for the users. Alright. Alright. Put one in. Uh, uh, what is that? Is it fingers? Yeah, that's about that's, that's about that film. 
definitely sums it up for me however i am going to give it two points i like to see the depth in things i'm a guy that's like uh the, the pool's 12 feet deep not six feet deep type of guy so for me throw me in the deep end two points yeah you know i hate to disparage my fellow reviewers but i think brandon is just putting it on i think he's he's uh uh, he's pretending that he knows something about filmmaking where obviously this movie just falls short. What Brandon didn't realize is that this actually is a great movie. You just have to watch it on a Blu-ray DVD type setup and you have to have your contrast turned up 100% and your brightness turned up 100%. Then you can actually get the full movie. It's a little filmmaking trick. It's a little trick that true artists use in the filmmaking process to sort of weed out the the wannabes, the posers, and uh, give the real enthusiasts of film a true experience. So for me, I've got five fingers. I can't give it five points, but I can give it two. All right, cool. Nice, nice summary there I'll give you one tax tip for my one point and that is to uh, make a 401k and HSA contributions what What exactly is that alright you guys got some tips (laughs) what what is your tip I gave it to you (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got two tips for you. Here's the thing. It's 2018. I'm all about doubling things up. This tip you probably know from middle school. If you double space your sentences, things appear bigger. So it also works with numbers and amounts. So double space everything. You'll be surprised. Things add up. Also, double down. If you're going on your taxes, go big or go home. If you're going to lie, lie a lot. Double down. I like those tips. I like them. Those are risky, but you know what? You take high risks, high gains when it comes to taxes. Is that a tip? Sure. We can lump that in there. <laughs> um, that being said, lump use lump sums when you're describing your incomes. <laughs> don't really break things. Use approximate lump sums. Don't Don't really have to break things down too much. If you sort of clump things together in your incomes, they'll you'll create confusion, but at the same time, just like just like with the movie we saw, if you create enough confusion, the person on the other end is going to try to justify it, otherwise they'll feel stupid. So, sort of make it look good with lumping together sums of income and try to make the person doing your tax return feel stupid. Good advice. Always good advice. I like the double down. You can always double down. Like, here's the thing. One year, you double down on how you cheat the IRS. Next year, you double down on what you pay them. Keep them on their toes. (coughs) Well. Oh, that cough means that we're... Calling it so a that's day. That's the twenty cough. point cough. That's the twenty point cough we've all been waiting for. Thank you. All right. Hey guys, that was great. Nice to have us all back. 
A little cramped in this room. I'm glad we're all here together, though. It's cozy. Yeah, we should meet in the bigger room next time. We can all we can all meet at my rickety old ski chalet next week. Mm-hmm. It's a dump wink. It's a dump wink. Hey, I'd like to thank a guy named Rab for being our Patreon donor. And folks, we have a Patreon page. Easy way to get to it is just type 12review.com in your whatever browser. That'll pop up. And then there's a little uh, bar in the upper right that you can click on. That'll take you to our Patreon page. Throw us a buck a month. If you want. You don't have Nothing. to. If you want. If you want. Yeah, or don't. Guys, or we're running out of money. Place. We just paid our taxes. This is a great way to have a sweet deduction on your taxes. Go to 12review.com and donate, just like Rab did. But we are not a non-profit. We are a super profit. All profit. We're a super profit, definitely. So you can't write it off as a non-profit. Well. But you know it's a bug. Rab, thanks for being a Patreon. Hopefully someday we'll have some other friends to shout alongside you. No worries. All right, guys. Should we talk about next week? <laughs> Such a sad, somber ending. <laughs> We don't need your stinking money. We don't need that it. That being said, that being said, please really give don't. us a little really dough. Don't. Come on, guys. We really don't. It makes us last feel better. Time, really last do. time we ate it, um, make you make someone else MSEPB. Oh, none of us got a pizza we wanted, and we tried to make <laughs> each other's pizzas, but none pizza. of us got each other's pizza. It. Brandon ended uh, up with a cheese crust pizza. Meaning that the crust <laughs> itself was made from cheese, so he couldn't even pick off the cheese. It was all 100% cheese. That place sucks. We love that place. What are you talking about? I love it. Thanks. All right. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Working On It, Hot Coffee, Big Tahoe, A Chance to Be an Umbrella, The Cousining, Ham Dough, and Yeast Farmer. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Have an excellent day or night. Bye, guys. See ya. Ciao, Antonio. Ciao. Moto, moto, ciao.